Hello and welcome. This is Parenting for the Everyday. I'm Becca Alvarez. And I'm Holly Dykandrew. We are two moms currently down in the trenches of parenthood. We want to create a community of support and encouragement as we set out to find the answers to the parenting questions that everyone is asking. From the easy stuff to the hard stuff, we want to talk about it all. Uh, Today's episode is a little bit different. Uh, This is part two of our two-part series on how to decide education for your kids. We want to kind of have a space where we can have open conversation. Uh, Picking what school your kid goes to, what education path, is really hard, especially in today's culture. And so we wanted to have a conversation that just talks about the, that breaks down the tip of the iceberg. Uh, Two big selections. We know that this isn't all the selections, but we spent part Part one, talking about private school, private Christian education, and why someone would pick that for their kid. If you didn't uh, tune into that episode, you will want to go ahead and grab it. And then on this episode, we're going to go ahead and talk about uh, public school and why uh, people would choose to send their kids to public school, why that is a decision that fits their family. So we are so lucky to have Chris Tanner and Lori Sturzma here with us in the studio. How about you guys just take a moment, introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about your family, and then we'll go from there. Well, my name is Christina Tanner. Most people call me Chris. I have been married to my husband, John, for almost 26 years. It'll be next week, our 26th anniversary. And we have three sons. Carson, our oldest, is a sophomore in college. And then we have twin boys, Andrew and Nolan, who are juniors in high school. I'm Lori Sturzma, and uh, I, too, have been married for 30-plus years. It was 33 this month as well. Okay, are impressive. I know. How about that? And I have three children. They are grown and have moved on. Uh, They are uh, Emily and Jake and Callie. And my kids graduated from Hudson High School. All three of them went through the Hudson system. They survived Holly as their babysitter (laughs) in her teenage years. true. And they thrive. They didn't just survive. Let's clarify that. <laughs> and also, a disclaimer, I have worked at Hudson Schools for almost 15-plus years as a paraprofessional, so I've been part of the system as well. I love that. And one thing that I want to make sure uh, that is clear before we go into this, uh, picking a school for your kid isn't a one-hat-fits-all. And so— uh, Again, today, we just want to open those conversations. And I think, Chris, we love that you're here with us because you're a little bit of a unique situation. Most families come in and they say, hey, all my kids go to private Christian education. All my kids go to public school. And so tell us a little bit about your boys and kind of how they're set up and how you came to the decision to do that. It's a long story, but try to make it condensed. Carson, our oldest, did Christian education K through 12. The twins started out in Christian education, but it became clear as they got to about fourth or fifth grade that we needed an environment where they could be in separate classes. And it was at that time when they got to middle school that we switched over and they did middle school um, in the public school system. And then when they got to high school, they ended up splitting um, with one going to private and one going to public. And Lori, your kids, you said all three were in there. And was that intentional? Did you intentionally say, hey, we wrestled with this decision, we picked public school, and why did you kind of land there? Um, We did wrestle with that decision a little bit. My husband uh, did uh, private school all growing up, and uh, we even met in college at Calvin College, so he went all the way through college. Myself, I went to public school, and so we had an opportunity to debate it a little bit. For us, we saw public school as an opportunity, um, 
More than a decision, just an opportunity to share our faith and to be a part of the community. Um, I think we felt it was our responsibility to teach our kids at home, and we wanted them to have an opportunity to face adversity, to face um, different cultures, different people, different things while they were young, and we could talk about it at home. So for us, it wasn't really so much a a debate as just thinking about um, how we wanted to develop that muscle in our kids, and we decided that it would start right away with public school. Okay. Chris, you said the boys split. Why did they split? Can you give us a little bit more? Sure. Um, With having twins, as they got older, it became very clear that they had different personalities and that there were times where it seemed one of them was kind of living in the other's shadow. And we really... I want to put a disclaimer on this, Becca, going back to what you said in the first episode, that as a Christian mom and as Christian parents, we truly believe that our children are gifts from God and they're His, and they're entrusted to us. And we really sought the Lord and wanted what His best was for them. And we really thought that after praying over it for many months— that he was leading us to send one to a public high school and the other to a private. Yeah. What are the challenges of having two kids the same age in two different schools, even just practicality-wise? Logistically, there were some challenges as far as getting to each kid's thing. Yeah. Um, there were conflicts with that. Um, we're close enough to the public school where there he couldn't get busing, so we had to find a way for him to get to school. So when— they both needed to be at school at the same time. That was a little tricky, but thankfully we have a neighbor across the street, and they helped us out with that. Um, those are probably the two biggest challenges. So what would you say are some of the best things that you have found about the public school system that you maybe wouldn't find in a private school? I think to reiterate what Lori said, one of the greatest benefits and blessing is being more involved with the community when you have a child in public school. Not just your student, but your family. And I've really appreciated and enjoyed that. You mean through other families that you meet through teachers and through sports and just the way that you are interacting? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I would I would say the same thing too. It's, it's a chance to develop those relationships with your neighbors and, you know, other people that are on your kids' soccer teams and you know, you get a chance to really get to know them and walk alongside people and have a chance to um, share your faith or um, just share some hope with them. It's been a great opportunity for our kids, for sure. I would also um, emphasize that it's a good opportunity for a student in a public school to live out their faith Mm -hmm. in a pretty bold and maybe uncomfortable way at first, but it's a great way for them to grow in their own faith and be challenged. Mm-hmm. What are some of the challenges, some of the hard things about having kids in public schools? I would say for our family, it was finding friends or friends' parents, even teachers and coaches, but more friends whose priorities were different than ours. So why can't I see that movie you know, social media, whatever it is, you know, other friends are making different choices that we don't make. So it was a hard thing, but it was also the thing we wanted to have happen so we could talk about why our priorities look different and how do we align the way we live with the Bible versus what the world is saying. 
Um, we ran into coaches that were sort of a win at all cost, um, teachers who maybe had questionable assignments, but it gave us the opportunity again for teachable moments. So it was a hard thing, but also the thing we knew we were going to encounter. Yeah, the why are we different and why is that a good thing? Correct. What makes us live out our faith differently than how we're seeing this lived out? Yeah. I would agree. I think there's times when Nolan, who's at Hudson High School, would look at his twin brother and he would kind of miss some of the Christian community that his twin brother had. Um, But I think what it did was it propelled Nolan to seek out some like-minded friends and get more involved in organizations like Young Life, um, which has been a huge part of his life. Yeah. How do you keep just a Christian emphasis at home? Um, I know other families have done like family devotions or things like that. As your kids are having some of these harder questions, you're having these teachable moments, how do you maintain that Christian emphasis while life gets busy and things get crazy? Um, I think for us, we had small ways. Um, We always had a verse of the day that we put out um, at night. And so at the dinner table, we talk about it. we, church is a priority, obviously, um, spending time in the Word, Christian music, whenever you had your kids in the car, you had an opportunity, what they're listening to, yeah. what they're talking about, you know, trying to filter things in that way. But but more so, you know, it's the talks around dinner table. I think making dinner a, a priority where we ate together and talked about our day and talked about the things we encountered, it just gave those teachable moments. I would agree with the dinner thing. Um, We oftentimes will sit at dinner, and I want to know the high and the low from the day. And a lot of that leads itself naturally into conversations about what we believe and how we can support um, one another and our sons when they come across difficult situations or conversations. So I think not only the dinner table, but being intentional with the kind of questions that I ask my boys. They're not big talkers. So when they come home with enthusiasm or with a really grouchy attitude, I often want to pry and figure out what's going on and then try to have an intentional conversation. And the way to a teenager's heart is food. Mm. <laughs> Agree, especially boys. And I got to tell you, dinners don't always look pretty. Sometimes it's just cereal. But we try to we try to always do it together. Maybe it's 8.30 at night after practices, but we always try to make it somewhat of a priority. So, Yeah, even taking that a step, for, step further, you guys kind of talked about it briefly. But what happens, you know, we've talked about, hey, families have different priorities and coaches. What happens when what's being taught in the school is different? So I'm just going to use evolution as an example. When they're saying like, hey, this is how the world came to be. And you want to say, no, we believe in the Bible and we believe in the way that God created everything. Um, How do you wrestle with that? How do you overcompensate for that? Or how do you lead your kids to, to navigate this well? I think our perspective is that we would not expect a public school to be presenting necessarily what the Bible teaches us about some of those core beliefs, creation or relationships. And again, you know, when your child is in a class like biology or one that you know they're going to cover some of these topics, we would find ourselves just being intentional. What are you learning? What are they 
how are they presenting this and why we agree or don't agree. And often we would, it's pretty simple, you know, God says, and we believe his word to be true. And they may teach that from a worldly perspective, but that is not what God tells us. And that is not what we believe. What a good muscle, I think is the word you use to develop, to say, hey, whatever you're being taught, let's go ahead and and see how it holds up to the word. And so even being able to, what I hear, being able to uh, develop that muscle in your home before your kids are out on their own, where they're going to obviously encounter all sorts of different opinions is really valuable. Are there any stereotypes about public schools that you would want to break? You know, the one I I thought of, because I work at the schools as well, is that teachers really do care and want what's best for your kids. I don't think that's different at any type of school. You don't go into teaching for money. It's it's not a high-paying career. So you go into teaching because you care and you want what's best for each one of your students. So I think sometimes people think, ah, that teacher has an agenda or they don't see my kid. I think we might not always agree with the way a teacher teaches your kid, but I do believe that every teacher has um, your education and your child's development as their first priority. So I would definitely say that um, Hudson, like a lot of schools, strives for excellence in that area. And the other thing I would say is that character is still being taught. Um, Yeah, you know, there's there's demands of a student, and, and character is still there. So whether you're at a Christian school or a public school, you know, decency and, and, and some things are always taught there. And so it's not like you've thrown your kids into the wolves and they're learning the opposite. There, there are people striving for excellence and good things at all schools. And since you worked in the public schools, is it safe to say that uh, there are Christian educators there, there that are, work in public schools? There, are, I mean, that's there are many Christian educators. I'm actually part of a group that prays before school every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely Christian teachers. Um, my daughter, when she started school, I was a little nervous. I talked to the bus driver, and she told me that she gets in early and prays over each seat in the morning to pray for the kids, to pray for the safety of the bus. I mean, what a cool thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there are plenty uh, of Christian educators and um, people that are, are going to love your children well. Yeah. We have also found that to be true. Um, Nolan has developed wonderful relationships with many of his teachers. Um, and it's it has been a huge blessing. I didn't know that that would be true, but we have found it to be a real gift. And he has enjoyed so many of his teachers and related with them. Mm-hmm. On different things outside of the classroom, whether it be a sport or cars or um, I know one of his current teachers has Toast Tuesdays. Um, the first Tuesday of the month, it's chill and they have toast. Well, and he fun. brings butter and jelly. And it's just a cool way to relate with the students beyond the classroom walls. Yeah. Um, this is a little bit of a difficult question, but we're in the discussions when you're making the decision to go to public school for your kids. Was there anything that you discussed with your partners of if they start struggling here or in this area, we're going to pull them? Or was there a safety net kind of set up that you knew what to look out for or, or when your kid was struggling to a degree that you felt like there was a different decision out there? I feel like I can speak to that. And when we prayed about and discussed with Nolan him going to Hudson High School. We did say, we really want you to find a group, a, a Christian group of people to be plugged in with. So you have 
the support and accountability of other like-minded friends and leaders. Um, So that was very integral. And one thing that we really struggled with was COVID. Hmm. Um, While the private school was still able to be in session five days a week, the public school was only going about two days, and that was really, really hard. And we struggled with that. Um, I know Nolan did. Um, but I firmly believe that he's in the right spot and God has a purpose for him here beyond what we can see. Um, but I will be very frank, that was a very difficult time. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I think friendships and their peer group play such a huge role. So I think if they're they're not with the right group of friends and, and finding the friends that are bring out the best in them, that's a time to relook at things for sure. And to be honest, that can happen in any environment, whether that is a Christian school, a public school, a church youth group, a sports team, Um, just knowing your kids and seeing any changes to start to have a discussion about that. Um, Now, this may be a harder question for Chris since you're in the middle of it, Um, although you have one kid already in college. But like, Lori, would you do anything differently? So like looking back, uh, would you say, you know what, with this kid, I wish I did this in regards to education? Um, I don't. I don't really have um, much. I would change. We okay. we we really liked um, the way our kids developed. We really liked the the educational piece. We loved um, all the extracurriculars, the thing they were involved in. I think um, looking back now, one thing I regret a little bit is not being more of an advocate for the teachers. Now that I've been in the school, yeah. you know those notes of encouragement, those emails, little gifts, a cup of coffee. Those things make a huge difference because I realize now every day is a tough day. And so um, there's always a challenge. There's always something new in the world of education or with kids. There's there's always a surprise around the corner. It's what I love about my job and the thing that that's also hard. But um, any little bit of encouragement goes such a long way. So I wish I would have um, just partnered a little bit more with, with the teachers. And um, yeah, that would be probably the only thing I can think of I would have done a little bit more of. But I love that. Even the intentionality of your, like we we're talking about, hey, we want your, our kids to live out their faith and to be in contact with non-believers. And, to, and you're saying, hey, I wish I would have maybe had a little bit even more intentionality when my kids were in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good encouragement for me. <laughs> what would you tell a parent who's struggling with this decision? I really think, I don't want this to sound trite, but I really think the best advice is to pray about it. Mm-hmm. And not just once or twice, but literally it was months of prayer that went into our decision um, for the twins and where they were going to go to high school. And I truly believe when you are seeking God's best for your kids that it may not be easy, but in the long run, it's the best thing. That's awesome. That's awesome. I would also say look at your kids as a whole. If athletics is a big priority to one of your students, you're going to want to look at coaches and Look at what that process looks like. If they're, you know, in the arts, what is what does that look like? So look at not only just the academics, but really all those extracurriculars and those things that are going to have an influence on your kids. I would say visit school, know who's there, know what's going on. And, and again, like you said, Chris, make sure they've got a great friend group. Yeah, I love this notion of 
um, just being open-handed with our kids and trusting uh, that God knows what's best for them and developing those muscles uh, to live a life that honors him. That was a huge takeaway for Mm -hmm. me. Um, As we wrap up, is there anything else that you guys would maybe want to add? Anything else we didn't cover? One other positive about public school that we've noticed just over the last couple of years is, and I would never make a decision simply based on this, but public high schools in general have a much greater course offering as far as classes and variety. Um, And we're finding that to be true as the twins are getting further in high school that Nolan has taken some really exciting in different classes that are offered at public school that you probably most likely are not going to find in a private school. Yeah, no, that's great. For example, um, American Sign Language Hmm. or History of U.S. Military or Ceramics, just a neat variety. Yeah, they also have those pre-college things where you can get pre-nursing programs or a shop or culinary arts. There's a lot. And I think the other thing to consider, too, that might, might be its own podcast is if your child has special needs of some sort. No, I think whether that's it, huge. Whether it be gifted kids or whether it be kids that, that have some sort of a disability, those are also other things to really look at. And I know the public school has um, the ability to give a little more gamut of options in those areas. So those are something else to consider too when you're, when you're looking. Looking at the whole of your child mm-hmm. too is what I hear. Well, thank you ladies so much for joining us today. I love just the reoccurring theme in this episode and the prior one of just having your hand open with your children and coming to the feet of the Lord with some of these big decisions. And I love having different perspectives and different lenses because every family and every child is so, so unique. So thank you for joining us, for being vulnerable with us. Um, We appreciate the wisdom and the knowledge that you brought. And this has been Parenting for the Everyday. Tune in next time. 